This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's sort of turning into a social media day in terms of uh, what kind of influence they have on our society and how they uh, are under increasing pressure to try and deal with some of the the misinformation and and the division and and the hate and the violence and all the stuff that we all encounter on social media every day. Uh, We talked about Facebook earlier, 60 Minutes doing a piece with the Facebook whistleblower with all kinds of internal Facebook documents. Basically, what she says is every single time they're put in this position, they focus on profit over public safety. And she can prove it with the documents. Uh, We're going to have a chat in a moment here about YouTube announcing last week that they're going to take steps to get rid of anti-vax information on their platform. And we got this text, and I get this all the time, and I'm sure you've heard it too. Uh, Hey, Shay, leave the policing to the police. No private entity has the right to censor, remove, or otherwise dictate what should and should not be allowed on a public platform. That's why we have the Charter of Rights, and that's part of having freedoms and liberties. There's a lot of confusion going on in this text, so let's pull it apart. No private entity has the right to censor, remove, or otherwise dictate. Yeah, they do. That's what a private entity is all about. They have every right in the world to do whatever they want to do which should and should not be allowed on a public platform. It's not a public platform. It's a private company offering you access to their platform, and if they don't like what you're doing on their platform, for whatever reason, they don't have to justify it. They boot you off. That's what private is all about. It's not a private entity with a public platform. doesn't work that way. It's a private company with a private platform with rules of engagement, in terms of use that we all agree to, even though we probably didn't read them when we signed on, and they have every right, every right in the world to say, you know what, you violated what we want people using our platform for, you need to go away. It's not a charter of rights and freedoms things. Freedom of speech, where it extends to the charter of rights and freedoms, means the government cannot punish you for saying what you want to say, standing on a street corner and saying it. That's your platform. It's not when it comes to private businesses. They can do whatever they want. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk a bit about what YouTube is planning to do. We're going to be chatting now with Annabelle Kwan Haze, who is Western Rogers Chair in Studies in Journalism and New Information Technology. Annabelle, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Oh, hello, Shay. It's absolutely my pleasure. Now, do I have that right? Because I'm sure you get that all the time, too, right? This is censorship. You can't do this. I have freedom of speech. Not when it comes to these kinds of platforms. Freedom of speech ends at the end of the street corner, essentially, right? Well, I mean, it gets complicated. Uh, It's an extremely complicated debate, and I think this is exactly at the heart of what YouTube is doing, right? It's trying to decide, you know, where... Where do we respect, you know, freedom of speech, you know, people's ability to post information? And when is the point where a platform like YouTube is actually harming or even deceiving people? So I think what we need to realize here is that, you know, uh, so far, platforms like YouTube um, have had a free, right, like a free go, uh, whereas legacy media like the news are much more regulated, um, but, you know, as they increase in kind of, uh, you know, in, in terms of the user base, you know, uh, the, the effects, the impact, 
uh, which we're seeing a pushback in terms of, you know, a need for more regulation. Now, they've brought in similar plans before around misinformation, right? So let's just clarify the announcement last week. Um, what's different this time around? Absolutely. So you just, you know, you, you're really showing kind of like an incremental kind of, um, you know, change here in yeah. terms of their policies. And honestly, it's surprising that these changes haven't been implemented a, a long time ago. And I mean, not here since the pandemic, but I mean, a decade ago. So some of the two really uh, big changes, you know, that were implemented last week is first that you know, um, kind of the ban on COVID-19 anti-vaccine information um, has been expanded, you know, to include um, any kind of vaccine. And I think that's really, that, that's an important step and should have happened a long time ago. Um, and the second big change is that, you know, I think YouTube is now recognizing that, you know, a lot of what we're seeing, a lot of the dissemination, the spread of disinformation is coming from just like a handful of yes. personalities of influencers. So they're banning some of those influencers. As you said, this probably should have happened quite some time ago. It's it, good that they're doing it. I, don't get me wrong, but um, <laughs> this is kind of like closing the barn door long after the horses are gone, isn't it? Especially around this issue. Well, it is because um, we have seen both in Canada, in the U.S., globally, you know, kind of a hesitation towards vaccines that have been around for a very long time. Uh, measles, hepatitis B, yep. you know, that have a excellent record. And there's really kind of no reason why there should be any kind of big pushback or hesitancy. And that information has really not, you know, like they haven't really regulated, you know, what people are saying on the platform about that, even though, you know, the, the science is fairly clear. So uh, I think that, you know, that was way overdue. Now, when it comes to trying you know, have some sort of policing or regulation on these sort of platforms. Um, they've all talked about it, right? You can name anyone that you want, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, the list goes on. They all recognize that they've got an issue when it comes to misinformation and, and that sort of thing. Um, but how do you possibly, I mean, they're so huge. Is it really um, almost an impossibility to regulate all the information that passes on their platforms every day? Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You just hit it right on the nail. It, it's basically impossible. Yeah. And once you close one account, I mean, you can kind of imagine, you know, that they either go underground on something like 4chan, you know, which are kind of more uh, niche communities, or that new accounts will pop, pop up that need to be regulated. Um, the good news is that, you know, YouTube, which kind of is an affiliate of Google, um, they have, you know, incredible computational capabilities that can sift through this information in real time. So, you know, like, I feel like we're, you know, it's a, it's a competition between, you know, disinformation being spread and the development of new kind of techniques and algorithms that can counter that. Um, has anybody done it successfully? Can we point to anybody who's actually tried to take these kinds of steps in the social media realm and, and done it well? I think Facebook is 
starting to do it, but we, we also see new stories popping up. Um, so I think, you know, we, we see that they, they kind of take a more reactive approach mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. So as soon as a scandal comes up, we see that there's a lot of kind of, um, you know, I would call it almost rhetoric, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about what are the next important steps, you know, what are the regulations that will be implemented. And I think in some areas, like um, bullying, you know, cyberbullying, harassment, uh, Facebook has done a really good job. I think now they need to implement similar approaches, you know, that are large scale, uh, that are based, you know, on, on algorithms, on machine learning, uh, to some of these other areas. And um, it's to them, you know, they're always balancing, you know, clickbait profits um, with the need to actually provide citizens with credible, you know, information that we can trust. Well, exactly. I mean, basically, the, the message here, I think, Annabelle, always, um, and we're failing at this as a society, is it's up to the user, right? It's up to the user to try and verify some of this stuff. I mean, even if those platforms are doing everything they possibly can, it's impossible to do it all. And it comes down to the consumer of this information. Yeah, Shay, and to be honest, we, we are implementing a lot in Canada, We're doing a lot of work, you know, when it comes to elementary schools and digital literacy, media literacy, um, you know, we're doing a lot at the university level, uh, trying to teach the skills, you know, the critical skills. Um, but some of those videos, I mean, I, I've seen a video recently, for example, with uh, Yahoo Finance, uh, where uh, Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. was being interviewed. And honestly, it was, it's hard to kind of disambiguate um, what is credible, credible information yeah. and what isn't. And um, if that's, you know, difficult for somebody who studies media, uh, like myself and has been studying media for over 20 years, you can kind of imagine that a young user, maybe 17 or 18, sure. uh, would also have a hard time, you know, figuring out, is this a credible interview? They mention science a lot. They mention evidence a lot. So these are all kind of cues that hint towards credible sources. Um, and so there's a real confounding, you know, out there in, in the social media realm uh, towards, you know, what, what is credible and what isn't. Exactly. And, uh, and you know what, it's also the preponderance of it. If you get into those algorithms where you're constantly being fed the same thing, we're all susceptible to that over time. No matter who you are, if you're constantly getting that message reinforced day after day, month after month, it will have an impact on you. Yeah, and Shay, what we're finding a lot is that the way these um, algorithms work is that they've figured out how clickbait works well. So they figured out what information draws our attention quickly. And so when we see those kinds of headlines, sometimes we don't even need to read the full story because it's already left an impression on us. So often that bias, you know, is further reinforced. So if we click on a clickbait, you know, because it's drawing our attention, it's kind of sensationalized, um, then, you know, as you mentioned, you know, the algorithm will find, you know, information that is similar in some way, you know, based on some, you know, algorithmic cue. And then you will be exposed to more of that information. And it's kind of going down the rabbit hole. Um, the more you see of it, the more you're convinced, the more you're looking for it as well. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a cycle. Annabelle, great conversation. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Shay, for having me. Yeah, we'll, we'll chat again. Thank you. Bye-bye. That is Annabelle uh, Kwan Haze, who is the Western Rogers Chair in Studies in Journalism and New Information Technology.